Hello everyone, welcome to the Context Needed podcast, and as usual, being very unprofessional, I've just had to reboot my machine, and Ollie was Clockman yet again. So I am the Clockmaster. <laughs> so yeah, as usual, very, very professional at the Context Needed HQ, which is actually three different houses in different points of the UK. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Kyle, here with Ryan and Ollie, as usual, you want to say hello guys? Hello. What is up, my dudes? <laughs> what is up, my dudes? It is not Wednesday, my dudes, but <laughs> it could be. It could be somewhere if you're listening to us on a Wednesday. <gasps> yeah, yeah, because you can I'm listen to us. You can listen to us on Spotify. You can listen to us on Anchor. We're on quite a lot of things now, which is surprising to say how much time we haven't actually put into this. Really, when you think about it. Hi, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have special guest Danny today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, um, I'll open up because we uh, after the podcast last week, we was actually just talking about like anime and stuff because we realised we didn't talk about any anime. Why are we? <laughs> we always talk about anime. There's always at yeah. least. But that it was the thing. I like how. It, well, it, it, it kind of came out, it was at the because uh, I don't think we actually spoke about it on the podcast, it was afterwards, I went, guys, oh my god, we did a whole episode without talking about anime. Then we spoke about anime, and now we're talking about anime. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like... There's no escape. We was, was just talking about, like, I think I was like, we got into the point of, like, animes that we kind of grew up with, so, like, f- for me, mm. like, a lot of the things I grew up with, like, it was obviously Dragon Ball Z was Cartoon Network, 6 o'clock, pretty much, bang on every day, yeah, I watched that, but they also had... Um, I think they started that maybe after about a couple of months of me watching Dragon Ball Z. They put a Gundam Wing straight after yes, Dragon Ball Z, and that yes. sh- that was that was it. I was hooked. That was my thing. I fucking love Gundam Wing, and I remember yeah. maybe watched. It got to the point. So back back then, obviously Cartoon Network was a cable show in the UK. Uh, we only had one cable box in the entire house, and that was downstairs where all my where my parents. Um, would watch TV, but we had a I can't remember what it was called, but it was basically like a weird link to the TV in my parents' bedroom, where if we tuned into channel 6 on that TV, it would play whatever is playing from the, uh, I think it was an NTL box at the time, that's how old this is. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I just basically asked them, because they always watch the news at 6 on channel 3 or BBC or whatever, so he said, you don't use the NTL box on at six o'clock, just put Cartoon Network on, watch BBC on your normal analog signal, and I'll watch Dragon Ball Z and stuff upstairs in your bedroom. And that's what that's what I did. But after maybe what eleven episodes, twelve episodes of Gundam Wing, I think it was, Cartoon Network started realizing maybe Dragon Ball Z and Gundam Wing. <laughs> yeah, maybe this isn't right for kids. I mean, we've got Krillin who dies all the time because he's fucking useless. We've got. Uh, <laughs> a, a, a geopolitical warfare with ch- child soldiers and assassinations on Gundam Wing. Maybe we should put this. Hell, a bit... there was um, it's uh, like Samurai up. Jack as well. Oh, so, I mean, Samurai, Samurai Jack, Jack was, awesome. was quite violent. So that went on to Boomerang. I seem to remember there was Boomerang and Tsunami. Yeah. So yeah. So obviously it got moved yeah. to later, and I think it got moved to around maybe ten o'clock or something. So it would be like Dragon Ball Z at ten. Gundam Wing at 10.30. Now, me being young at the time, 
That was way past my bedtime. Um, but luckily, I'd just got an NTL box in my room because we got a deal where we could get a second box. So, <laughs> me being fucking, no, I'm watching Gundam Wing. This is how much I wanted to watch it. My TV was basically, I was in a square room, an eight foot by eight foot room. If you opened the door, the TV was directly in front of the door. So what I used to do is I'd go to sleep. I'd wake up <laughs> about five minutes before Gundam Wing would play. I'd take a coat off my door and cover the bottom of the door because obviously you can see the light underneath it. And put yeah. that there. I'd then put the volume of the TV to literally volume one because I didn't even have headphones at this point. And I'd turn the TV on Jesus. and I'd watch Gundam Wing with my head literally like here on the speaker, the screen is literally here and I'd watch it like that. And I did that for maybe maybe a week and me being a dumb fucking kid would always forget to hang my coat back up afterwards. So my mum would wake me up in the morning to go to school and have the coat in the way of the door. She's like, what's, what's going on with this coat? Oh, I must have fell off in the night. But I'm doing this every single night until <laughs> until eventually she just randomly checks in on me, just wondering what's going on. Check the coat hasn't fallen off the door again. She fucking catches me with my head right against the speaker watching Gundam Wing, and I get my fucking ass handed to me. She, tell, she absolutely has a massive go at me, and I was obviously that was it. I was I wasn't allowed. I was they. I think they'd like like turned the power off to my room when I was meant to go to bed that's how much they told me off like I didn't have power All right, in my Harry room Potter, chill out. <laughs> yeah. next time we under the fucking stairs oh, it, was, it, was a common, it was a common thing if I if I got told off or like I was grounded because I never used to go out anyway because I, was I wasn't in the nicest of areas all they used to do is they used to, used to take the four way away from me because I had a I had a four way plug for my TV, NTL box, and PlayStation. So all they do is they just take it away. So then it was like, well, you're only allowed one of those things, but you need one of those things to use the other two. So it was mm. like that. That was how they grounded me. See, obviously, I got basically the power got taken out of my room at at nights, and I think it may have been I was probably grounded for about a week or two, and then after that, my mum gave me a blank VHS tape and said, record it on the VHS. I know you're going to keep trying to do it, so just record it on the VHS. So I missed... Why didn't you just ask to do that in the first place? Cause well, I would... not only that, but you'd have to stay up late to record it. Well, no, timers. VHS had timers on them, so you basically would set it to record oh, yeah. like five minutes, <laughs> five minutes before you would watch something. But I... Who's recorded it? Who's recorded over my Gundam wing? <laughs> Fucking Emmerdale! <laughs> Luckily, it was it was my tape, just my tape, and I remember I found it not not too long before I think I gave up the VHS and obviously got rid of it because obviously DVDs and stuff became more popular. And I went and rewatched the VHS, and it had the last three episodes of Gundam Wing on it, and an episode of Viva La Bam. <laughs> so it's like oh man that that was literally what was on that tape and I was like man that shit's my childhood right there but yeah, so that was that was how I got into Gundam Wing and how Gundam Wing got me told off and that's why it's part of my childhood and it's a tattoo on my arm 
Fair enough. <laughs> I don't think I ever had to really... Which I think, because I remember... I definitely watched Dragon Ball Z when it was on Toonami, but I don't remember it being on late. Maybe they played it... I swear I used to watch it when I came home from school. What Maybe school, though? Because it was primary school for me, and bear in mind I... Yeah, prim- it would have been primary school. It yeah, been, so well, just like I'm only a couple of years behind you. It was I know, but they, me as well. because they played it every single day. There was really far behind the Japanese showing. So what they ended up doing, I think, maybe after about a year, after I was watching it, um, they changed the timings again. For me, it was definitely ten Possibly. o'clock at night. It was either ten o'clock at night it or was... maybe nine o'clock at night. But it was basically—I know it was late enough to be past my bedtime. I remember definitely watching. It was well into like the Cell Saga um, and the Boo Saga, like when I watched it on TV. Yeah, um, when I watched it on TV, it was the Freezer Saga, and it took twenty episodes for him to charge a spirit bomb that fucking did no, no, nothing. That, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Like that's how far in I watched it. I watched it from yeah, like well before the Freezer Saga as yeah. well. I only ever watched um, the Freezer Saga. I kind of fell off after that. I think. The kind of things that were going on, I remember when it, I first I watching it was kind of like when uh, like Napa and Raditz were fighting like Gohan and stuff. I, I never actually I watched that much. I, I enjoyed it as a kid, but not anymore. <laughs> I, I I've been watching Dragon Balls again just because it's like I guess again I watch the same shows, but I think Dragon Ball Z is what stuck with me rather than Gundam. Yeah. I like Gundam, don't get me wrong, but Dragon Ball Z, like, I used to, like, draw... Like, Tom was really... My brother Tom was really good at drawing, uh, like, Dragon Ball art style, and he used to just draw Goku all the time offhand, and it would look really good. And I tried and wasn't as good at it, but, like, I used to try all the time. Stickman with spiky hair like that. <laughs> yeah. That was my... <laughs> yeah. There's his hair. But, um... And I remember there used to be this shop in town called, um infinity and beyond and they used to sell all like the like the gundam minifigures they used to sell like dragon ball action figures like they, they sold loads of really cool stuff like it's one of those shops that if it was around now i would that would be my fucking jam and i think they might still be around actually i can't remember but they're like it's a bit different now yeah but like back then yeah they Fortnite. had like fortnite yeah, action figures in it would it would be exactly that but at the time there was a lot of um yeah, like I, I used to make the little Gundam figures, and they they were pretty pretty fun. To be fair, wasn't very good at them, but <laughs> that's the thing with the Gundam figures. Well, no, they're right. yeah, I've, I've built quite they a few. You together, don't think don't they? that good? No, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking Warhammer. It's like Warhammer. War- I wasn't very good at Warhammer. Oh, I um never played it. I only ever, I only ever. Yeah, it is. I only ever got them to just put them together and paint, and that was it. I never yeah. played it. See, I, I, I did. Sh- uh... I really like Warhammer. You go ahead, Ryan. I'll continue after you. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, I was a bit of a late bloomer into all these kind of uh, medias or mediums and shit like that. So I, I didn't, I didn't watch anime until I'd left school. Anyway, except for Pokemon and why? Yu-Gi-Oh why am I thinking of the fucking Bane quote from Dark Knight Rises? You merely adopted the anime. Yeah. I was born I, in I it, molded it. <laughs> I hadn't seen a senpai until I was but a man. <laughs> I'd watched. Uh, I'd watched Pokemon. I'd watched Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
there was a couple of others which were on like CITV because we were we were a council channels. We're council channels. We didn't pay for a TV. <laughs> All that free <laughs> shit. Yeah, don't pay for TV. You know, apart from that stupid fucking TV license. Yeah, well, yeah, it's bullshit. I mean, like, and then we'd get. Oh, don't you do it. Don't you do it? We're getting another special guest. Another special guest. Another special guest. Get out of my shot. He's ruining my light. (laughs) (laughs) Five minutes ago, I'm just sat there, and you can just hear my sister from upstairs. Boom, boom, boom. You want to say where? Oh, am I? Yeah. So watching that was. uh, I didn't really watch many of that. And then Warhammer, I did two or three years ago. I like bought a few sets and I, 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 I like, yeah, I'm, I was shit at it. Just hands in the West. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I give up. It's, it's the thing with, that. it's the thing with Warhammer. Cause I, I really do quite like, um, not Warhammer, but 40 K Warhammer. I like the, the grim dark yeah, stuff definitely. they do. Um, I, awesome. I can't I'm paint. stuck in the terrain, brother. <laughs> brother i am pinned here <laughs> but no, I, lo- I love like the design of it all and i i played the tabletop game once which is a funny story actually um but i just can't paint them and that's why i've never ever gotten cool. into it i like yeah. tau tau and necrons and stuff they're 40k aren't they yeah tau is yeah. basically space weebs Space weaves, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was forty k. I did as well. I, yeah. I, I did uh, 40... a bit, bit of Tau, bit of Space Marine, bit of Necron. See, I really like Necrons, but it, again, I just yeah. wouldn't be able to do any of the painting. But it's, Necrons, it's they were so like as well. Ne- Necrons were tricky because they were really like spindly, but there was loads of like fine detail amongst it all as well. Yeah. Like Space Marines weren't too bad. I found those. Okay, I've got a feeling okay as well. the easier, what the easiest ones to paint from the people I spoke to would probably be orcs because if you mess it up it doesn't matter they're orcs they're meant to be dirty they um, look messy yeah Yeah, and then space marines because uh, original like looking space marines are quite blocky anyway so it's quite easy to get the painting done yeah. um, tower quite easy they've just got big panels of armour in single colour yeah, yeah. Like, I, um, I've only yeah. ever played the tabletop once and it was <laughs> it was with a Remember when we had that podcast about sticking your dick in crazy? And <laughs> I told I think I told yes. you briefly about my, my first serious girlfriend, how that was definitely my first iteration with crazy. Well Did did you put your dick in a Necron monolith? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, no, so um, her her stepfather was a big War, Warhammer forty K fan as well, and he, I think he was my my first like foray into it because I'd seen bits of it and I'd played the Dawn of War game, but I'd never, never like played the tabletop. So he was like, "Oh, I'll show you a quick game of tabletop. I'll just, I'll just, we'll just play it easy." And I was like, "Okay, fair enough. Never played this. Never understood it." And he, he just, he just decided, you know what? I'm gonna take this as if it's a fucking tournament game. Wipe the floor with me, so I don't understand any of it. We was just doing it on oh, like ass. their fucking living, uh, their dining room table set up literally basic emplacements and it wasn't even like an objective mode it was literally just whoever kills whoever he had a fucking massive orc army and i was imperial imperial guard just trying to stop the fucking warg and it was just like 
yeah, nah, I'm just going to use all the abilities that you have no idea about because you've never played this and swarm you and kill you what within two turns. <laughs> that's, just that's... sat there wanking himself off about how good he is. Oh, God, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, this, this kid's just getting wrecked by my orc army. Fucking virgin, goddammit. Yeah, yeah, literally just like his like, prime, just like, oh, I'm so good at him. Like, Mate, I didn't I, even fully understand the rules. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's just like, I mean, they've they've brought together this absolutely like epic concept and storyline, and then you just watch these nerd like, not saying I'm not a nerd, but you just watch these nerds with rulers and dice, and you're just like, fuck my life. That looks like the most boring shit I've ever seen. It's it's one of those things where the way I see it is, um, I see of it kind of like a D and D thing, so. I've never played yeah. D&D, and I've always wanted to. And really, if you stand from the outside not understanding this, D&D is literally a few guys sat around the table with pieces of paper talking about stuff and doing yeah. missions and objectives. When you are involved in doing it, it's a, it's a massive adventure with where you roleplay your characters and things like that. And I see that kind of similar thing pulls across to... The Warhammer tabletop game because even though it's literally just measuring movements and stuff, mm. I've got a feeling when you get involved in it and get into it, in your head you yeah. are imagining like you've, the attacks and the the explosions mm. and shit. You've got a you've got to kind of treat it as if it is that kind of role play, kind of immerse yourself in yeah. it. I, I don't think I could immerse myself in it mainly because my wallet would have been bled dry. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the that's other issue I have. It's so it's expensive. Such a money grab, and I don't get me wrong, it makes sense. Like in any business mindset, it's like, hmm, you want this better character, you've got to sh- like shell out an extra ten pounds for it. Because- it made sense back when they used to be pewter models, and it made sense back when it was difficult to make the models. It's not. I've, I had some pewter models somewhere. That I, I did as well. Them. Yeah. Yeah, some of the really old school ones. I went for an interview at Games Workshop. They were after a... um, They said they were after an audio mixer. Um, I did the interview and it wasn't really an audio mixer. Is it as much as an audio producer? So I obviously didn't get the role. Uh, But I got to go through their their museum. They gave me free access to the museum as part of the interview. And seeing, seeing some of the older stuff and was is really fucking cool like some of the stuff they have is cool and they had this one place in there which is the um i think it's called the it's the biggest diorama in the world and this diorama is literally about the size of my fucking living room and it's two and it's like it's got two stories to it that's how big it is it's so detailed aren't they it's it everywhere you looked at this diorama there was something happening everywhere like no matter where i looked there was something happening and it was incredibly cool incredibly detailed well going into like the 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 cost of this stuff i've just gone to the games workshop website so just for the codex which is like the rule set for the imperial knights it's 20 it's 25 pounds so yeah they've come down in price over time you can get all of this uh on the internet Oh, might, yeah. it might not be just get that one under the desk and uh, grab that from let me know, just have a look for a basic space yeah. marine a space marine squad just so we can see like a basic starter okay so here we go 
start collecting. This has actually come down in price, I've seen, which is good because it's something I've always thought they needed to do. When I first saw their start collecting um, like packs, which gave you basically enough to do like a small scale mission, uh, the Space Marine one, which looks like it gives you like a good handful of figures plus their codex. When I first saw it, it was like £150. And it's like, that's way too much to get people into this. It's now at £85, which is still pricey yeah. to me. But yeah, That is, yeah. For what they are, especially. Yeah, they, re- they really should try and make it so, like... At the end of the day, you've got really, really big, cool ones for the people that get invested in it. They're fine to be, like, 150 quid for the one big fucking walking death machine. But these start collecting mm. things, I really think they should be like fifty quid. Because you need to lower the price. Yeah, I, I think I fifty quid would be enough. It's all plastic, though, isn't it? And I mean, like yeah. nowadays, we're trying to steer away from using plastic as much as possible. So I mean, in the end, I, will will this type of um, business just die out? I mean, even Lego—they're another big, big toy company. Where it's plastic. I mean, thing wrong. You buy th- Lego and it lasts. But... I think three D printing will probably be the death of that yeah. kind of thing. Because well, Lego, Lego have just been a recycle. Not yet. But... Not yet. Because they're not to that standard yet. Yeah, like, the, the tolerances I... on them are a little bit loose. But I think they will be. I definitely yeah. think three D printing is going to take a chunk out of Lego and things like Games Workshop, but. Um, with the stuff of like how you were saying how people are trying to avoid plastics the plastics they use are mm. pretty much all reusable plastics anyway um, yeah they are so yeah. I doubt there's an issue with the recycling side of things for it to be issues um, and plus like the, the plant they have it's literally like down the road from where we live pretty much Ryan it's, yeah I, I go past it on the way to work well, yeah. when I used to be going well when I when I went there, that it's literally like four buildings. It's like its own industrial complex. That's how big yeah, this it's place quite is. Big. It looks awesome as it well. Ha- it has its own like bar, which is it's an, it's got its own bar that's open to the public, and then it's obviously got its own shop with a massive, like, like basically a big theater just full of big tables for people to play games on. And the thing I will like, obviously, we're saying about trying to bring new people in. I'm sure they have like um, twice a week, like they have, use, events. Yeah, have, have events for like new people to come in. Where it's like you can come yeah. in, use figures that you don't have to pay for. I think you just have to put a deposit on them or something, probably. And mm. you can play full scale games, and there'll always be people there to like talk you through it and explain the rules and things like that. It's really cool. Bring you into mm. the community. I think one thing that I like, I never, you never really kind of thought about as a kid as well is. It's, it was made, you know, where we live. It was, you know, basically just down the road from us. Yeah. And it's it's actually such a massive thing because it's even going out to the States and everything. Like, everybody knows Space Marines. Like, I think it... Not everybody, like, obviously the older generations, but I think it's got to a point where within the younger generations, if you don't know what a Space Marine is, like... You can probably show a lot of people a picture of a space marine, and they'd yeah. know, they'd recognize yeah. it. I yeah. think it kind of helps yeah. with the it kind of helps with the memes as well. Because let let's face it, yeah. everyone's seen oh, the, the meme. Everyone's seen the meme. is like, gonna need two flick. Gonna need a heavy flamer for this heresy. <laughs> Heretic. I like honestly. It, oh, so 
I think the thing that got me is I remember watching all the um, uh, CGI films. They did like the trailers for it. Holy shit! Yeah, some man. of those like, some of those cool. CGI films were awesome. Like two forty p on YouTube takes about an hour to buffer. I'm just there like, look at him, he's about to crush this orc skull, and you're like, oh! Every every young boy and probably a lot of young girls will see that shit, and they're like, that is some sick shit. I mean, look at that, that is awesome. Yeah, uh, and then and then the you've got part. the uh, then you've got the Ultramarines movie they made, which was fucking trash. <laughs> don't bother it wasn't very good at all the CGI was not very good there's actually been um, a series on YouTube at the minute that I've seen uh, called Astartes I think it's called uh, I'm sure it's all fan made and I've yeah. only I've only seen bits of it but that shit's really fucking good like you look at like the CGI and like, the detail that people put in this you can tell again people really like what they're trying to make Mm, this, without a doubt these are the kind of things these... sorry go on Ryan there's been a lot of trouble for them uh, where they've infringed on a few kind of uh, copyrights here and there and you know there's been a few rough rough times where they've just kind of not really designed stuff very uniquely I think yeah. they've had a lot of trouble with that haven't they over the years but yeah but I think, I think to like, say that people are still coming back to it, it just shows how versatile and good the uh, yeah it is as a. Uh, I think with like the fan made stuff, it, it really annoys me when you've got like things like Astartes. Um, I think there was one I watched where it was a, a My Hero Academia fan movie that was made. Um, you get some of these like fan movies that are like really really well done, um, mm. and like they get shut down buy some of these companies and it's like yeah. that's I don't I don't understand how any brand manager like can see this and just say no you're not allowed because at the end of the day you are not having to pay these people to make cool shit that makes people look at your shit you should really just be saying well no this like, is this is where all it should be is they should just be able to go like if it's on YouTube they should go right that's fine but just no you you don't get you, yeah you you can't have a copyright on it. We will claim the copyright. We'll let you what we'll let you have it on YouTube, but we will claim a copyright for it. The problem is nowadays is businesses just don't care. Businesses no, are only money. I think D and D, Dungeons and Dragons. And honest to God, that like I've played Dungeons and Dragons once, and holy shit, like. That summer, I could really see myself getting immersed in. I've just never had the. There's not the people or the time to sit down and do a proper game in my area, really, without going out of the way to find somewhere. I think I want to try and. um, Sorry, just before you carry on, I was wanting to look at making like an online um, DND group, which we can do, like just do something like this and just like have have someone who's a dungeon. Yeah. Have someone who's the dungeon master who can mute everyone else and just say, shut the fuck up, I'm the dungeon master, listen for a minute. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we did do that, basically, and also over Discord, there's a, I can't remember what the website was called, but there's, like, basically a thing for it um, that was quite good. But what I was going to say is, um, if you do like D&D and you do want to get into it, like, because I haven't, I've only played it once myself. I've never played it. really, really good. 
a really good podcast to listen to. A, because it's really funny, but you, in listening to it, you actually just pick up the mechanics of D&D at the same time. Uh, and that's uh, not another D&D podcast. Uh, it's some of the people from College Humor. Yeah. Um, but like, it's, it's Tom, it was funny, Tom who introduced me to it. Uh, it's 100 episodes long. It's literally just finished. Um, I listened to it like all day, every day at work. Whenever I was out doing deliveries, it would be like podcast straight on. Yeah. And really good. Highly, I recommend that. Like, if, if you were, if you want to get more into DD, I would say listen to that podcast. A, because yeah. it's just hilarious. It's, re- it's, it's a great story and also it's quite funny, but also just like it's really organic and picking up the, yeah. the mechanics. Think, think, um, critical role. They're another one where they're on that kind of that level. I think Critical Role, Critical Role is fucking huge, like ridiculously big. So I can remember they, the Matt Mercer and obviously all these voice actors, Marisha Ray and everybody who do it. They came to London Comic Con a few years back. Holy shit! I've never seen queues like it when they were there. It, it, mm. They're they're massive. They're actually massive, and it's actually really enjoyable to watch. My only kind of you've got to have a lot of time to dedicate to it because i sat there and to get through like i only got through like 60 episodes of their second like their most recent like series as such but they're all about four hours each yeah yeah oh my god i'm never gonna and like if you drop off it like i did you've got a lot to catch up on because i was already catching up in the first place and i got close and i dropped back off again and it was just like yeah, it's, it's it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, I think that's the only problem with like watching them. Well, it's that one, too much. that one I recommended. Yeah, it was a hundred episodes long, um, and some of the episodes are at the very least an hour. They're usually about an hour and a half, an hour and twenty. Yeah, and see, that's that seems a lot more manageable to me. Like that would be it. Yeah, it's the issue I had with like some of the other podcasts. Like I used to listen to like the Rooster Teeth podcast and stuff, and. I do yeah, enjoy I well. some of this stuff, but some of the, sometimes it was just like the podcast just goes on for too long, and it's like I understand like it's fun to watch and you've got people watching it, but sometimes I don't want to have a three hour long podcast to watch. That's a very long time of my day to take to take up. I think I mean, the I think if- RT podcast was usually about. I think what was that like an hour and a half, two hours usually? I think it was. Yeah, they have had longer. It depends. Ones. <laughs> They've got new topics and stuff. I think like I mean, the only person I really see a podcast of where it's stupidly long, like two, three hours, and I'll go, I'll watch that. It's Joe Rogan because Joe Rogan just brings so many people in there, and he gets he's he's always got a different topic. It's not you just you know, oh look, we're listening to this again. They're talking about video games and that. Like, don't get me wrong we talk about a lot of video games and that we talk yeah. about that kind of culture and stuff a lot but just keeping it down to that that condensed hour just a bit over an hour slot like we do where you kind of keep it nice and clean and we're not just trying to think of stuff i think that's that's what you've kind of got to get that balance and i yeah. think that's the only time i'll sit and go i'm gonna watch this free four hour thing is when it's joe rogan or like if i was listening to the uh, critical role because it's it's a story there is yeah. a story progressing yeah i do i do like um joe rogan's podcast i don't listen to the podcast as a whole a lot of the time because i just i don't list get to listen to a lot of podcasts anyway especially now that i'm not driving a lot because that's where that's where i usually would watch them but some of the some yeah. of the podcasts joe rogan's done I've, I've loved like i think there was the one he talked about 
he was like, oh yeah, Floyd Mayweather, it was ages ago, Floyd Mayweather wants to come to the UFC and fight Conor McGregor, and he's just like, he will get fucking killed. He should fight oh, someone killed. else. Yeah. <laughs> was the next, the next fighter, that's like where he kind of originally started. Joe, Joe Rogan. Like Joe Rogan is a very, very, very good taekwondo fighter. His kicks on heavy bags sound like fucking gunshots, but he is just all round with the fighting. Um, obviously, he did the Fear Factory or Fear Factor show, but he was—he started, I think, um, just being like announcing for UFC a very long yeah. time ago. Like everyone seems to think yeah. it was like when it was in its like Renaissance period that he got in, but it's like no, he. He joined them He's like I think UFC four, I think it was. Uh UFC commentator. My favourite podcast of his. Oh UFC twelve, sorry. UFC twelve, sorry. Go him, on. Him when he gets Alex Jones on, it's just some of the most fucking mental shit. Because I love that kind of conspiracy theory, you know, crazy kind of stuff that could be happening. I'm like most films they're like, this is what? This is like rubbish, but just makes me laugh like i was just sat there watching the first alex jones podcast with him and i'm just absolutely wetting myself because it's just so funny and i think that's the type of thing is what you like you can go from watching that where you're absolutely laughing your head off at just the complete mashup of just what the fuck is this to then watching him with somebody like elon musk or um somebody else in science he's had like he just has loads he has of all the i think good i was watching he had a woman who was investigating like World War Two and like the whole uh, idea of um, German commanders and stuff escaping to South America and stuff like that. And mm. I, it's, you can watch a really serious one and, and still be just as enthralled with it because he's asking the right questions as well. He knows yeah. how to progress the conversation in it. Well, talking uh, another podcast. I was going to say, just just before we segue from that, um, I was just going to say what well, on the topic of podcasts, uh, Nerdist is another good podcast. Mm. Um, I can't actually, uh, Chris, shit, what's his name? Chris Hardwick was his name? I have no idea I who you want his about. name now. <laughs> but um, no, I, I, I've seen it. You've possibly seen him on a YouTube video without knowing who he is. But like, he's had like, Tom Hanks, he's had he has like big actors, but also he had like Bill Nye, he's had um shit, I was like, oh god, Brian Blessed, I think he had Oh wow, that would be amazing. Uh, I, I feel sorry for the audio that... guy on that podcast when Brian Blessed would in. He's just having to sit there on the game <laughs> meter like, oh god, oh god, he's oh god. But like he's just got chopsticks on them. I think it was that podcast, but um, but what I like about it is that they don't talk about the stuff you'd think with those people. Like they were talking to like uh, Tom Hanks. Like Tom Hanks really likes typewriters and stuff like that. So like that, like they kind of go on that, and then Tom Hanks uh, talked about this really funny. Um, I'll I'll link it in the general afterwards if you remind me. Uh, a blasting caps warning thing because apparently blasting caps from quarrying used to just be lying around everywhere in the. 70s apparently so well but probably like, in america let's be honest yeah yeah exactly but like but that that's a good podcast i recommend uh looking into just because they the amount of uh different people they have on it like most celebrities that like not just actors but like yeah they have like bill nye and stuff like that that was a good one yeah mm. that's cool well, obviously we've been talking about space 
and Elon Musk, and obviously something very, very cool has happened today. There was the SpaceX launch, which that's the first launch I'd ever watched. I've never actually watched anything like that before, and it was absolutely amazing. Like, just seeing something like that is just so cool. (laughs) Yeah. You don't have something that's been kind of publicized a lot though like back in the day when they used to launch it wasn't like you're they're like did you know they're launching the rocket this week you, you won't hear about it i think that stands like the internet and obviously live streaming as well yeah yeah i think like what blows me away i mean like i'm quite a spacey person i'm quite enthusiastic when it comes to space but like it, just watching those numbers on the speed just climbing and climbing and climbing and climbing. Just not and it just doesn't fucking stop. <laughs> it does not stop. The crazy thing is, what, what they, for them. <laughs> just like, that's it, like what, what do they get up to? Is it like 25,000 kilometers an hour? S- something like yeah, that, I yeah. Think it was. I, was cu- I, I was curious. I looked up what the fastest manned speed was, and it was on Apollo 10, and they just a hair under 40,000 kilometers an hour. Fucking hell. Jesus Christ. That's, well, for how fast they were going, you could, at that speed, you could uh, circumnavigate the world in just over an hour, or go from, if you could draw a straight line end to end, you could do it in about half an hour. You go through the earth in half an hour at that speed. (laughs) You can't go through it, though, because we all know it's flat. uh... Yeah, that is true, so. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That space conversation could this, have. This is well, why. Funnily enough, around this. Well, we all we all saw the good. signal drop, didn't we? That was when they had to add the CGI I, in to make it look round. Yeah, I said, I bet you there will be some conspiracy theory saying, "Oh, well, that's when they that's when they faked it. They had to put the CG. They forgot to put the CGI on, and then it was just there." And I bet you that will be evidence for some yeah. conspiracy yeah. theory somewhere because they just forget to do something as stupid as that on a massive hoax. It's like. Bullshit. I think, so, uh, sorry, I mean, we forgot to put the fake on. Yeah. The best video ever is Buzz is it is Buzz Aldrin punching that guy trying to tell him oh, he didn't go to space. I'm like, bro, what space? You've not seen it. I've never this even seen that video. This. Right. This this Where guy he's, he's an old man now as well. He's like, but like old. But this guy who comes up to him just looks like the biggest man child. Like, yeah. Fucking diaper wearing virgin. Is is he one of those people that you think I want to punch you and I don't even know you? Yep, everyone would want to punch him because he he rocks, including Buzz Aldrin. (laughs) He rocks up to him and he starts like talking about how he faked going to the moon. I'm like, really? You're gonna go to one of the first men on the moon, but he's like harassing him as well. He's not like shouting this at him. He like keeps like kind of like going up to him. I don't know where he's going. It looks like he's either c- coming Is in or out, maybe like uh, like... yeah, a hotel or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's not like he's just like shouting and heckling him across the street. He's like properly getting up into his face, his face. and being like, "Oh, you faked it!" Buzz does, oh my does god, not take any of that shit. And he, I mean, cr- credit to him, he tries to walk away like four times. Yeah, and keep, so it wasn't it wasn't like he, he just can't. instantly retaliates. He did try and just defuse no, it no, by no. walking away. You could, could walk you away could, and this guy would not leave the poor guy alone. You could alone. see him getting frustrated and it's like, yo, like how just I like I I'm sorry, but anybody who says like at this point of time 
if you say the earth is legitimately flat just lock yourself in a room never come out because nobody <laughs> needs you because yeah. you're just so you may as well be in the stone age just take yourself to a forest find a couple of stones and start banging them together and you might actually get a bit of common sense because it's just how ridiculous have you got to be it's like why would russia you know uh america and, and every other country who's been in part of you know like the ISS and, and stuff like that yeah it's like India have been launching, who've been looking into launching stuff. The UK do stuff. All these different countries, and you're going to tell me all of them are oh they're scheming and they're trying to make us believe that the world's round when it's actually it's flat. Like, why? What yeah, would why? they possibly what? Yeah. gain? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know the thing is though, it's like the only way they can create their reasons for the world being flat is by giving really shit reasons for the world for us not actually already discovering this. It's like. They're like, yeah, but yeah. how do we know this is all fake? It's like, well, why would Here's why, the why, evidence. Why, here, 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 here. <laughs> like, did you not concentrate, like, back? Like, did you not look at the history of the space race? I mean, like, I still, you, the best way with the. With, with the whole, like, flat earth thing, like, you don't even need to talk about space. You don't even need to go as far as no. doing that. All you need to do is take someone to a very, like, to a vantage point where you've got the clearest day possible and explain to them how there's a building that's more than three miles away that you would be able to see if the curvature of the Earth wasn't a thing. Not even that. You don't even have to do that. There's a basic experiment you can conduct by just bore, like two wells or boring two holes relative, like, I don't know, half a mile apart and measuring the shadows. Like, it's a simple... Or, hell, measure the shadow of, like, a pylon and then another one a mile away at the same time. And, and like from that, you can calculate that the sun is so far away and at this angle, and it's just like... It's it's part of the there's, um... That's it. It's, all, it's a special flashlight that we all somehow can't see when it's just apparently over there yeah. for the it, other side it, of the world. It's a science project. We're like water monkeys or whatever they are. You know, like <laughs> I, think, I blame, to be honest, I think the... like I would definitely say in the past... 10 15 years there's been this huge uh, proliferation of just bullshit conspiracy theories they've yeah. always been around but i feel like they're coming more into the public eye it doesn't it's help that everyone's like, trapped at home so social media. <laughs> it's so, no, 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 but like it's social media for me like I, I like i've got an uncle who is just like he doesn't he thinks the moon landings are fake he thinks the earth's flat Oh, please, like... please talk to him about this uh, current launch and see what he says, please. I'd love to hear about <laughs> what he says next week. <laughs> but it's like, I remember seeing a video and it was some telecommunications guy installing a 5G mast. It was, oh, they don't let us look in the boxes, but I looked inside anyway. And he opened up the thing. And on this circuit board, it says like COV-19. And he's basically trying to say that there's COVID. It's like, if you wanted... <laughs> Let, let's just be okay. <laughs> let, 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 let's put on, let's put on our Illuminati shadow government. We're going to poison the masses. Tinfoil hat, right, lads. Yes. How are we going to do it? Well, how about if we put a load of uh, tiny bits of this thing in these uh, little circuit boards in a box up on a tower up there and just spread them roughly out? No, no. How about we put a special fluid in jet engines that once burnt releases the chemtrails? It's like, Guys, 
why don't they just put it in the water? Yeah, the, the, easy, yeah. <laughs> the easiest way. Like literally, there's so food. many there's so many people who like read upon like tactics and military tactics, and they're always saying like, oh well, this is China trying to do an invasion. It's like sorry, if China wanted to do an invasion, they would have just infected the water and then just steamrolled us. It, they have a massive military. That's all they need to do. <laughs> yeah, our water, our food. It's just like. Nah, nah, let's let's just, you know, like... Let's get real space-age tech with this and be stupid. Oh, Ryan's got his tin hat. I'm ready. <laughs> you missed it, mate. The discussion's over, mate. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just, like, stupid. They can't, they can't get into my head, though. That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I just I just recently had to um, unfriend someone on my friends list because of the stupid fucking ridiculousness um, that he was spewing, and I was like, I, I I deal with enough idiocy on a daily basis. I don't need more of it on my feed. Like the, one of the first things he said that I recently saw that kind of made me go, "Are, are you real?" Um, obviously, there's riots and stuff happening in America. We're not we're not opening that subject today. I'd prefer to wait yeah. for a bit later down the line to open that subject but um he posted something about um the riots basically he was basically downplaying um what had happened to i'm really annoyed that i can't remember the the guy's name who uh, passed away floyd floyd george uh, floyd, george something floyd, floyd? something floyd floyd yeah yeah if, if we've got if, well, yeah, might, either way, if we've, that, yeah, if we've got the name wrong, we completely apologise. No disrespect, because the yeah. man did lose his life. Um, but it he basically here, is it? Yeah, but he basically this guy on Facebook basically downplayed what happened there, as if the cops were right, and that was like, are you taking the fucking piss? But then there was a post recently about COVID nineteen and all the deaths that happened in the UK, and he shared it, and then gone something stupid like, uh, "Well, I bet ninety percent of those aren't even due to COVID. It's just some bullshit thing somewhere else." Ugh. And I was like, "No, nope, that's it. I'm, yeah. I'm, literally, that was the straw that made me just go, nope, fucking done. Don't want any of that shit on my feed anymore.' <laughs> it's not. It's not even an unfollow. It's just let's just delete this shit. Literally, yeah. straight up done. Because like, I mean. They all walk around with hats like this, and they always kind of have that point on the top. But do you know what this actually represents? It just represents how much of a fucking dickhead they are. (laughs) I've always found it funny how they'd have that point. But surely, like, you know, points like that are usually used for, like, you know, antennas to receive signals. Honest to God, it, uh, people who like what? Like, just people who come like they just sit there and they just see something on the internet and they're like, "This must be a hundred percent accurate." The worst. I will take this person's word and I will spread it twofold. It's the like, worst well ones. Done. The worst ones I've seen on Facebook, especially over this period, has been the people that say shit like. I've done my research, and it's like, I'm sorry, your friend's cousin's dog's walker who has a guy they work Who's with who read knows a, a sister. Yeah. <laughs> so that isn't research. That's... An, oh, Ollie has been banished Shit, to they Shadow found his boys. They they're found found his, they're they're, off. They've they're got to Ollie. Off. They've got to Ollie. We need they're to protect... <laughs> FBI, open up! <laughs> <laughs> 
It's that I love oh, that man. meme where it's like someone someone posts something and then it's that notification at the top, FBI, stay the fuck where you are. Yeah. <laughs> oh, delete is it or it's like delete that post now. Yeah. I, I watched um I watched a documentary, I maybe on Netflix actually, um, about like flat earthers and basically they did a load of experiments to prove the earth is flat, which funnily enough, all proved that it wasn't. But there was um it's there was still a guy, flat, but like there was a a guy raised a really valid point, and it's that really these people are just scientists who have kind of been failed by the system because it's it's good to be inquisitive and to yeah. want to try have a hypothesis and go out and you know try and prove it, but then the problem is is that they'll either cherry pick their evidence or just keep doing tests until they see the result that they want to see. Yeah, and which is like, how it should be. No, it's very right. e- it's it's very easy to mock them and don't get me wrong i absolutely fucking mock them because some of them are so <laughs> blinded Dim. and you can't you can present as much evidence as you want and they won't they won't listen but at the same time like i kind of feel sorry for them in that like yeah they're kind of like they've got that same spark as people who are interested in science but there's this weird thing where they just, I don't know where they just whole... put it into the wrong thing. They're just getting so focused Basically, on this yeah. one yeah. point where they could be going they've, to like a different they've got, point. They've got that inquisitive mind, but then they're just kind of, yeah, it's it's kind of misdirected it's... and they don't quite understand. It's, it's, and it's a shame. It's very weird when you like look at some of them because, like, say they were doing like experiments and things to like try and basically try and prove their hypothesis. But when you think about it, like, they've got the smarts. They are smart because they've got the smarts to yeah, go to go out and do an experiment to try and prove a hypothesis rather than just saying this is what it is. They're actually going out, doing the maths, trying to figure yeah. it out. And it's like they've obviously got brains there to be able to do that. It's just like you say, it's a shame that they've been failed in such a way that they don't seem to understand that once you make a hypothesis and you do your experimentation and your experimentation proves your hypothesis wrong then your theory by the end of it has to basically state this was my hypothesis we did this experiment it was proven to be completely wrong this is something i need to look into for future kind of thing like it needs your your hypothesis shouldn't be your end point it is your start point it is your question that's what it has to be yeah yeah, it just, I mean, like, the problem is that they'd, every time they were proved wrong, they'd just move the goalposts yeah. to try and kind of make it work for them. And every, it's best it's of three, best of three. <laughs> but every best single of five, time, best of five. All they were managing was to not, but every single, single time they'd prove themselves wrong. I just, oh, guys, for God's well, sake. You know, like, my, 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 my statement is to them find the edge of the world. Yeah, why has no one done it yet? Yeah. Well, find because, find uh... the edge of the world and tell me. No, no, no. Better, better one. Find just the edge of me. the world. Find the edge of the world and then fucking jump off. Just just, <laughs> just, just yeet yourself off that shit because... The problem is, is you that you will always, they will always find an excuse. You could just say, okay, charter a flight and fly that way and that... Here's your heading. Fly. Keep yeah. flying until you find the ice wall. Okay, why didn't you find the ice wall? Oh, well, clearly the uh, pilot was in on the conspiracy, and the government used their thing to change the heading of our plane. It's just like, have you not considered that maybe 
just wrong. <laughs> it's just yeah. like it's, oh, it's even, okay even, to be wrong. <laughs> I'd I'd love to find like a pilot that believed in flat Earth because you could literally say to them, "Well, yeah. go get your own plane, go and on, fly then. it <laughs> yourself," because you literally have the ability to do that. And you could have yeah. multiple instruments just in case one of them gets controlled by the government to make sure your heading is the yeah. right direction every time. Or even so, well, Carl, just well, have a compass. <laughs> yeah. Oh, obviously, the, the government the government just gave them a, a bugged compass, obviously. You're watching me, man. You will never win with these people. They will man. always win. everything I do. I mean, but, I think like that kind of ties into people. Like, have you ever seen those like documentaries on the cults and stuff in America where people think which these one? people? Yeah, there's quite a lot. Of honest them. God, <laughs> which one? Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Unfortunately, a lot of them are in America, but these yeah. people are just so brainwashed into thinking this like 50 year old has been. Oh, just, it's the Messiah. Yeah, it's the Messiah. I think I think my favorite. It's like what? My... Like, who sat there and just went? This this sounds totally right. This guy just comes up to me. He's like, "Hey there, I'm God's son," and they're like, <gasps> "I have to follow what? him." <laughs> Woo, I knew follow him. <laughs> And they're now, all living in some like shanty town. <laughs> my my favorite one of these, and I, I know technically they're not a cult, but I'm sorry if you've watched any documentary on them. They are a fucking cult, and that's the Westboro Baptist Church. Oh yeah, I've absolutely. not watched stuff on them. So, they are just there's if you have not, if, terrible, terrible people. Yeah, if you yeah, haven't watched anything on them, Ryan, just go and watch Louis Farouk's documentary on them. Louis it's just Farouk's a one. Yeah, it's just a one-episode thing he did with them. I think it's on Netflix as well at the minute when I last looked. But yeah. I remember watching the show and getting angrier and angrier at this at these people because of the kind of bullshit they're pulling. And like, yeah, they're, they're I've, the I've seen like news articles yeah. on them. Well, they're, they're the like, people that they stand kicked out... off a couple years ago. Go on, kicked Sorry. off a couple a few years ago, didn't it? And they were all over YouTube in the news because they'd. Um... I can't remember what they said. They just said something fucking retarded. Everything like, they, were, they, everything... they were picketing um, soldiers' funerals, weren't yeah. they? They were just like yeah. They, they, they oh, basically man. some Honestly, of the things, homosexuals. Some of the, yeah. So basically, the most That's common it. the most common things you'll see from them is the signs they use at pickets saying "God hates fags," um, but they yeah. they commonly will go to as many soldiers' funerals as they can. And have signs saying things like "God loves dead soldiers" and things like that. Um, one of the beliefs that their patriarch pushes is if you die an unnatural death, then you are going to hell. And there was a brilliant point where he nearly died of a heart attack that was induced by something that he'd eaten. So that technically would have been an unnatural death. And I really, really, hope, I, I don't, I don't wish death on people. I'm not saying I wish he die. I'm just saying I hope when he does die, so ironic. it's something it's that is unnatural, <laughs> just so that way then everyone can say to them, "Well, he's in hell now because of what he believed." Has have yeah. the Jedi ever told you of the the story of Darth Plagueis? <laughs> 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 Straight up. If you know what I'd believe if somebody came up to me and they go, Yo, I'm actually a, an ancient descendant of the Palpatines. <laughs> I'd go, all I'd right, believe, Ray, fuck I'd off. I'd believe 
I'd believe that motherfucker before I believed anybody from Westboro or any of these cults right, over in some America of the, just some of the s- and shit. Some of the stuff that the Westboro get up to is like so fucking infuriating. Like they they get their kids involved, obviously at very young ages, oh. and like they'll have they'll be at like a picket for uh, on the documentary that I remember watching. They they were at a picket for a soldier and. They basically got told by the state police, you are not allowed within this radius of the funeral. So basically what they'd do is they'd find out the travel route that they're going to take for the funeral. And they'd go as close to the boundaries as they can on that route. And then they'd just stand there. And obviously you've got this entire like family and platoon um, just like in mourning for this soldier who's passed, and they're there with these fucking signs like "God loves dead soldiers" and shit, and they um, but all of them are lawyers, so you can't you can't do anything to them. If you throw something at them, you they could. will sue you. You you could you just go to jail because you'd yeah. have killed them. I mean, <laughs> like literally, the, these people are just maniacs. I mean, there's there's literally you can't do anything to them. There's like. Because you're an upstanding citizen, and but these people just get away with fucking just everything. I, this yeah. is this is the problem nowadays. Is people the law is not well in America. I think it's still very scary, but it's a very different kind of atmosphere. But in the UK, yeah. nobody's scared of jail time over here. Nobody's scared of going to prison. Nobody's it's scared. A piss, of, like, yeah. yeah, they get fucking I mean, sky. They get, well, I don't know if they get sky, but they get uh, TV in their fucking I, rooms. I mean, I've. They, what you, you're saying this i went for a job interview to nearly be a screw at a at a prison i passed everything i got offered the job and then i mm. i bowed out at the last moment like nah i don't want that and yes prison time over here from what i've seen and who i've talked to because i've talked to people who've been in prison um is probably cushy when you compare it to the stuff that you see in the states i still mm. wouldn't want to go to jail i still wouldn't oh, no. want because it's a, oh no it's yeah. it's <laughs> the thing the thing that i've seen about it is it puts people in an incredibly vulnerable position like when i was doing the interview for the role a lot of the stuff that i was Try basically had to deal with the interview wasn't stuff like how strong are you and how much can you move there was a physical aspect of it but that was only one point there was five points to the interview and two of the biggest points were um, dealing with the stresses that the prisoners would have to go through we had to do two role plays one with a female prisoner who was having basically suicidal tendencies because of her daughter trying trying to do something I can't remember off the top of my head and the other one mm-hmm. was um, dealing with one guy who had become incre- increasingly violent because he'd had a threat put on his family and they were the two biggest parts of the, um, the interview I had yeah. to do so it's like yeah, okay. There's not as much violence, but my fucking god, they imagine the stress is there. There's a lot of stress. Yeah, I, oh I, yeah, absolutely. I want that. There's, I one one of the people who lives near me. They're a police. They're a prison warden, and I, I sometimes you just see him come home and you see him like park up and you're just like, today's not been the best of days. Yeah. You can tell. You can just see, but you can see that on anybody. You can see when somebody's drained. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing is that 
I think what kind of puts into aspect, like from my perspective on things is like, we're sat here obviously in the midst of this massive pandemic and you see people like, but what about the prisoners? I'm like, I hate to break it to you. They're used I, to I it. don't think they, like, don't get me wrong. They should have a priority because they are still people in the end. Yeah. But they have committed a crime. <laughs> That's why they're in prison. And depending on that crime, really, they should lose the priority as they go. So, I mean, if you've done petty theft and all that, I'm like, yeah, not too bad. You're like some fucking homicide murderer, you know, or some serial killer, shit like that. Yeah, mate, I couldn't, couldn't give a fuck if you get COVID, to be honest, really. I mean, there's probably six yeah. or seven people who are dead because of you and somebody, some fucking J- Janine in Hull Janine. is posting. She's like, but, she's like, but what about the prisoners? If anything, they're actually in a very safe environment because it's it's a long process to get to the actual prisoners and they're pretty much in, not sterile as in where they are is clean, but sterile as in the boundary between a yeah, prison area to the outside world. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. Why, yeah. Why do you why do you think when it comes to like zombie apocalypse stuff, everyone wants to go to a prison because they are designed yeah. to keep people out just as much as they are designed to keep people in. That is the way they're designed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the thing is is that's that's just you're just there like people when you see people posting this bullshit, they're like, but what about their family or what about this person's this and this? You're like, fuck you on about. You just <laughs> killed ten people and fucking. Crashed a school bus into a nursery and stole I don't know, from I, a bank. I want to know what prisoner you're on about. This seems like someone that would well, be very, yeah. very highly it's publicized. Just me, it's just, it's just me coming, I'm just coming up with like all like the most bizarre and like ridiculous. He things. crashed you know a plane mean? into an orphanage. <laughs> oh my god! And the Think plane was children. full of special needs people. <laughs> <laughs> the, the plane had a school bus <laughs> in, in, in the, the cargo car. hold. <laughs> Full of children. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean? It's like people kind of they'll all they'll always be some nutter who sat there going, but what about this person? Like you know when it's like the most dire yeah. time ever. You I really mean, concentrate on this one thing, and then they'll just come out and be like, but what about the prisoners? Yeah. I mean when when you're on about that, like bringing it back to like the Westboro Baptist Church and things like that, it's it's the weird thing with free speech. Free speech oh, is yeah. brilliant because at the end of the day, everyone. It's it's annoying how we technically don't have that in the UK. We we actually don't no. have a free speech law, which is why they're able to shut us down a lot of the time, which is really bad in my opinion. But it also protects us from the stupidity of things like Westboro Baptist Church, because if they say if say Westboro they Baptist Church came like... over to the UK, they would be arrested for hate speech. They would be arrested for probably be able to be arrested for terrorism because what they are doing is inciting terror Domestic in people terrorism. at the time. Yeah. yeah. So the free speech is 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 great, but also a crux in... There's limits. There's yeah. limits. Like, I've, I've, it's context. I mean, I think our, our podcast says it all. Oh, context needed. Context is always needed. <laughs> Definitely. That, that's the problem. I mean, like, you could take something somebody says, like, somebody could say, Hitler's actually a great guy, but whatever... And yeah. people will just take that. They'll take that clip and they'll go. They'll take boom, the sen- yeah. They'll take the sentence. They'll take the sentence before the but. And that's mm. and that's... the thing is though. Thing is though. There's cases of that leading to charges in cases where people are being wrongfully 
you know, sentenced and given, you know, fines, well, possible prison time. Do you remember Count Dankula? Count Dankula for his, his Nazi pug. It's a joke. Yeah. It's a pug I, that doesn't I, I have a joke. I haven't watched a lot of Count Dankula's stuff, so I do need to watch uh, some of his he, stuff. I'll give, you the, I'll give you the quick context. Basically, uh, it was his girlfriend's dog, wasn't it? And basically, because, to annoy well, her... Well, it's his wife now. They're, they're married. Yeah, they're, they're, their dog, basically this little pug, he conditioned the dog to basically say, should we gas the Jews? It'd get up all excited. It, like, But as I said, like it was just the... like. And he was right. Like when you watch the interviews with him, it's like, no, I don't think that at all. I just it was I was just making the juxtaposition of a cute dog getting excited at such a horrible statement. Yeah, but that that's all like, humor is. He didn't, I mean, he didn't do anything wrong. He didn't break any law. No, but he that's... didn't actually get a group of Jewish people. He didn't actually put them in a chamber and he didn't actually gas them. I mean, I'm pretty sure that kind of gives you the like it's like if he actually went out and did that shit, it'd be like yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. It, it's it's getting excited about it. What's that pug gonna do to you? It's concerning that it's at the point that like it's almost like thought crime at this point in this country. Like it's almost like it's it's illegal to have an opinion on something. Yeah, that's that's oh. definitely something that we need to talk about at another point especially yes, another time we, we've we've gone over now we're, we're, we're over time at the minute so we'll look to close but that is definitely something i want to talk about especially all of us are in the uk we see a lot of stories from the uk but like saying how the fork crime kind of thing or basically being unable to open up about your own opinion without someone trying to shoot you down is definitely something i want to talk about uh probably next week mm. actually see just keep it going yeah, kind of thing so um yeah. Like I said, we are already over time. We usually try and keep these around an hour. So thanks for everyone for watching. Uh, if anyone's got any comments on YouTube, we'll make sure to read those. But if anyone's got any questions, queries, or stories, or anything they want to send to us, uh, you can drop us an email at contextneeded at g. No, wait. I'll make sure I get this right because it is kind of important. It is contextneededpodcast at gmail.com. So we do all have access to it. We do all read these emails that you guys send to us. And if we if we get a big build-up of questions, we'll do a Q&A podcast just for the questions kind of thing. But from me, Kyle, I'd like to say goodbye. From the tinfoil hat and NASA boy. <laughs> NASA boy? You're in a NASA shirt. Greetings. Greetings, yeah, ve- fellow aliens. That made me sound like I'm some kind of like mascot for them. NASA boy! <laughs> Space Rocky! Bye, oh, guys! Who, who's that I see? It's SpaceSec and his trusty sidekick, NASA boy! <laughs> <laughs> oh no, here comes Tin Foilo to shut down their mission with his conspiracy theory. <laughs> but you didn't actually go to space. <laughs> Well, I think on that note, we'd all like to say goodbye. We'll be back again next week, uh, 9 p.m. GMT, talking about whatever we can think of to talk about then. So thanks very much for watching, guys, and we'll see you later. Bye. Goodbye, aliens.
you have any questions, queries, or interesting stories you'd like to hear us talk about at the Context Needed Podcast, you can get in touch at contextneededpodcast at gmail.com.